Welcome to Reframe and Reset Your Career, a podcast to help if you're looking for a job, feeling stuck in your career, or just trying to rediscover your why. I am your host, Harsha Boralesa, and this podcast came from my passion for neuroscience and psychology and their interaction with career and personal development. I will be interviewing recognized experts and successful professionals and asking them to share the insights and strategies that have helped their careers thrive. Implementing change is not easy and does take time, but I do hope that their stories will inspire you on your path to greater success and fulfillment in your career. Here are some highlights of today's episode. Some people are reluctant to move their lives forward because they're afraid to let go. People don't realize how much maybe they're being worn down by their job or how much energy it's taking. Take some time for yourself and some self-care. Don't think that your networking is done when you land somewhere. It should be an ongoing process of connecting with people and staying in relationship. Staying positive almost bending reality and saying, look, okay, I'm being rejected, but that's not a personal reflection on me. No. Welcome to episode 59 of the Reframe and Reset Your Career podcast. This episode's format is slightly different as it belatedly marks the two-year anniversary of the show. And given the difficult times in the job market, I wanted to focus on strategies to help those looking for work. To help me on this episode, I'm delighted to be here with my great friend, Tammy Gula-Loeb, who will be shortly taking over from me as a host for this episode. Tammy is an executive and career coach, speaker, facilitator, and the founder and host of the award-winning Work From the Inside Out podcast and book of the same name. She is passionate about working with clients to achieve growth and deeper satisfaction in their careers and work relationships. Tammy brings over 25 years of professional experience to her work and is a certified professional coactive coach by the Coaches Training Institute. Welcome, Tammy. I'm handing the hosting duties over to you now. Thank you, Arsha. <laughs> Let me start off by saying congratulations on your second anniversary. You made it. <laughs> well, it's slightly, it's five months late, but hey, don't, don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so your two plus months anniversary, it's been amazing to watch as you've developed and moved forward with the podcast and all the amazing guests that you've had. And I've had the privilege to be on the show with you a few times. And I also am a big fan of the show and I listen to many, many of them. But let's start at the beginning. What would you say was the the main inspiration for starting the podcast? Because you you came from a whole different arena to then starting the podcast. So take us take us through that a little bit because I think it's helpful for people to understand that these things don't just get born out of out of the air. No, I, I just love that question, Tammy, and thanks again for being on the show um, so so many times. Starting the podcast, the, the gestation was probably three, maybe even four years. And I started getting interested in, in neuroscience and psychology, which I just find fascinating because it's really about trying to understand ourselves better and really thinking about our baseline, about what we're good at, what we're not so good at. Because I really think if you can see 
um, what you have a, a sweet spot for, then maybe you can put your efforts and energies into that. And that makes it much easier to really excel. And I think, especially in the modern world, it's very much about standing out, you know, achieving excellence. Um, whereas I think where you're weak, weaker at, sure, it's, it's good to be better. But as long as you're aware of your weaknesses and don't make a huge mistake, then actually spending time on that may not be as efficient as putting your efforts into uh, what you're good at. So mm-hmm. it's it's this really um, it, this interest in neuroscience and psychology. And I had been following um, a neuroscientist called Gabby Tolakita for a, a, a couple of years. She did a lot of live um workshops sort of built up this base of knowledge uh, and really wanted to share it with with other people i Mm. I initially started designing an an app which got to a certain extent unfortunately i don't have the funding to take it further but but that's still there on the side Mm. and then i came up with i thought about this idea of a podcast as a way of spreading knowledge um trying to build a community And, and i do think that with with our careers there, there are obviously there are um, operational things that you have to do, things like, you know, CVs, uh, interview practice, uh, obviously understanding the job market. A lot of it is about the mental side, which we'll come on to later, and really being strategic about the way you take your career forward. Um, so really, it was trying to uh, find a, a forum and a way of trying to empower the listeners and really take ownership of their careers and their lives and actually what i'd like this to become is almost not just reframe and reset your career but reframe and reset your life because i think so many of these things bleed into other areas absolutely and when you think about how much of our lives we spend at work and in our careers or preparing for careers or rethinking our careers it is so integral to our lives so Oh, and, and Tammy, sorry, one thing I, yeah. I forgot to mention is, uh, so I, I wasn't sure whether I wanted to start a podcast because yeah. um, clearly I had come from very much a, a finance background. You know, I'm yeah. a chartered accountant. Um, I, I sort of deal with numbers. So clearly for me, being creative in that sort of industry is probably not a good thing. <laughs> you don't want creative accounting. You just want them <laughs> to report what they should be doing. So for me, um, I never thought I was creative. And I always had these limiting beliefs what I, what, uh, about what mm. I thought I could do. But then I was lucky enough to meet somebody called Tammy Gulalope. <laughs> who, who actually, and, and the funny thing, Tammy, about that is that um, you know, w- when we met for the first time, I think initially we'd booked a half an hour call, which went into an hour because we were yeah. just having so much fun. And I yeah. think you obviously saw something in me, which I didn't see in myself. Mm. I think it's important, hopefully for the listeners out there, it, the whole idea of speaking to people and yes. actually getting them to and look, they, they, they may see things in you that you don't recognize and maybe things mm-hmm. in your CV or your experience. And mm-hmm. you definitely gave me that push to say, look, you obviously you invited me onto your podcast. And mm-hmm. then I clearly thought, look, Tammy has, you know, she's an established person. Um, yeah, clearly you're a very nice person, but you're not, <laughs> you're, you, you obviously have a, an obligation to your listeners to make sure that you get good guests. Um, yeah. So clearly that inspired me to say, look, if Tammy thinks that I'm uh, good enough to be on her show, then clearly I should just get going and start it and see what happens. And at the beginning, I never had any particular ambition for the podcast. 
but mm-hmm. clearly it's developed a momentum and an audience and yeah, good things have happened. So yeah, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in, Tammy, before I forget. So thank you <laughs> for that. Well, thank you for showing up and being open to that. You know, I, I, I think most of us don't see ourselves in the same light or in, in all the lights that other people see us. And so it really does help to have those conversations and and learn about ourselves through the eyes of others. Not that we take all of that in and, and only rely on that, because we still have to listen to our own inner voices as as we know. That's why I that's why I'm always talking about work from the inside out, right? But you did. You listened to that inner voice of yours and blending that with some conversations with people such as myself, and you took the leap. And I'm so glad you did because your podcast has developed into really, uh, you know, a mainstay for so many people who uh, want to either rethink their careers, do a reset, or just love learning about the lives of some of the, you know, fascinating guests that you've had. And I'm I'm curious to know, you know, what are some of the highlights or some of the key learnings that you've gained as a podcast host? Well, I think firstly, it's about the relationships. Um, I think you make some really uh, great friends, you know, like yourself and, yeah. and connections. And I think that's so important because I do think the world is very much about you know going forward it's about building your network building your trusted circle of people because then they can give you honest feedback they can give you um ideas about maybe what you should be doing so i think everybody should be trying to develop their their network and i'm not saying you should do this in a transactional way but i think it's about reaching out to people um who have common values who have common goals who are moving in the same direction and i do think that's really helpful on on any journey to have like-minded people around and then i think just the learning that i've done because mm. really speaking to um you know, so many professors and authors and it's funny time because i was I, as you know i was at the london school of economics i've had a, a, quite a few professors from from there on the show and I think they probably have a much better um, view of me than my professors when I was at university. So that's that's quite, you know, it's funny how you know, things turn around. So I think it's really, you know, learning, learning about yourself, learning about their expertise. But I do think having these conversations, it, it triggers something within you. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's also about listening to what people are saying, because I think sometimes in life, People are not listening enough to the conversation. They're just asking questions and they're moving on to the next thing. And mm-hmm. I think with these conversations, hopefully in both our podcasts, they're organic and it doesn't mm-hmm. just seem as if it's, okay, these are the questions. I've got right. to get through them as, as quickly as possible. So I think right. there's that learning aspect. Uh, and then also I think creating uh, the podcast and uh, put and the YouTube channel, it's, it's also helped me realize that we all are much more creative than we realize. And it's also helped me overcome my own limiting beliefs about creating something and producing something. And I think it's very much about, as you're saying, showing up. It's about consistency. It's about the process. Because I think if you set yourself a goal of every week or two weeks producing something, um, very quickly you'll build up uh, 
a, a library of episodes. Now, yeah, as as we said, I've got up to episode fifty nine. I mean, where where have they come from? But I think it's very much about just do one at a time, one video, um, and hopefully at, you will build an audience. You'll find people who who like your work. Uh, but but I think it's there's also very much about a production element and then the the marketing of it and mm-hmm. you need to do do both because clearly you could have amazing work but if you're not out there um connecting with people and trying to uh spread the word that's also not not going to be very good and then finally i think I, I never did this to sort of get recognition or to get downloads yeah but it's also very nice to be recognized by uh, people like uh, Mac Pritchard on Max List. Um, yes, you know, that you know, both both of our, our podcasts are on there. The, the top one hundred career podcasts in twenty two and twenty three, and then also on another uh, couple of uh, you know top podcast lists. And I think the the really nice thing was getting into Apple Podcast Career Moves, and I've been on there for a couple of months. I'm not sure if I'm still on there. You know, those things are just like the cherry on the top that yeah. recognition that people think not just my mama, my mother and my father. And my <laughs> oh, by the way, my mom says hi, Tammy. And my dad. <laughs> I was just going to say, I even yeah. got to meet your mother once. So that exactly. was fun. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it's, it's that sort of, I think, social proof, which I think is important for everybody that, yeah. Uh, and, and also when you're trying to get new guests, you can say, well, yeah. look, you've appeared on these lists. Uh, you've had these guests. Um, Tammy Gulalob has has been a regular guest. People trust you with their work, and that you yeah. uh, you'll do a good job. I think it's not. Yeah, it's not about like an ego thing as much as knowing that when you get those acknowledgments and you've gotten several for the podcast, it says something that people are noticing the quality of the content you're putting out. It's benefiting people, and that's your goal: is to provide people with good information and help move other people's lives forward. And I think, you know, what what you and I have probably both seen is that some people are reluctant to move their lives forward because they're afraid to let go, right, of what they've already been doing, the familiar things, even if it's something they're not enjoying as much. And yet some people prefer the devil they know than the devil they don't know. I'm just out of curiosity, you know, do do you ever miss the the world of accountancy and finance? Is that something that you would imagine yourself going back to at some point? It, it's really funny you say that, Tony, because I had a, a very successful um, investment banker, ex investment banker, who's a venture capitalist, Roger Spitz, on my show. I don't know if you listened to that episode, and actually speaking to him. Um, it made you think about all the good things about finance. So yeah. maybe, maybe going back to it in a different way in the future might be interesting. Mm. Or working for you know a startup um, and helping out on that side. So mm. I think it, it, all these things that you learn, they're never wasted. I think yes. you can always apply them in different ways. And say, you know, if I wanted to take reframe and reset your career further forward and say get funding and make it even bigger then mm-hmm. clearly there are lots of those elements that you would need and um, right. you don't want to sign your company away for nothing. Uh, so right. I think having an idea of the big picture and, and also thinking about m- metrics because they're 
uh, a good source of information. And, I, and I'm not saying it should all, always be about the numbers, but clearly, right. if you can see that people are listening, you can see that you know, they're downloading your episodes, that does give you information about whether they like it or not. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can major more in a, a particular area. So I think you have the creative side, but also I think you have to be realistic about the way the world is. There's so much content out there. How do Mm -hmm. you stand out from the crowd? How do you Mm -hmm. position yourself? And I think that's really about information and Mm -hmm. and understanding what is important for people. Mm -hmm. And, and I can appreciate that you don't, you know, you don't leave behind all that you've built all those years and just step into something new there are benefits to holding on to it and bringing it along with you in some ways and and adapting it right and i think sometimes when people are reluctant to make a change or sometimes they're in a position where they have to make a change not always in their own control right yeah um we've had though we see a lot of that these days it, it, sometimes it it feels like oh all this work i've done up to this point and now it's been erased or you know especially when people are 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 feeling badly about something that's happened whether they've been laid off or they're you know they've been the company's been acquired and their position you know has been eliminated those kinds of things and they feel a little bit less in control of what's going on and yet i think you know it's very important for people to remember that you get to take everything with you that you've built to this point. And there are ways, and I love the examples you gave of how you use some of those mental models and frameworks for how you apply it, even in what you're doing today and blending it with some of the creative pieces. So it's a good reminder for all of us to not leave behind what what we've developed. One additional point which, which just came to me is that if you're in a job which you're not that happy with, yeah, um, you should you should always think there are things that you can always be learning, or if it or if you think it's boring, um, yeah. you know, just by simply uh, going through doing the processes which are required, it means mm-hmm. showing up, it means being disciplined, and actually doing it to the best of your ability. Now, mm-hmm. clearly, there are some things which aren't um, you know people are not that inspired by, and I'm not saying that you should do something that is not motivating you and inspiring you. But mm-hmm. I do think sometimes people can get too bogged down in, oh my gosh, I have to be inspired and moved every day at work. I mean, that's right. that's why it's called work. You're, right. you're getting paid. And, right. and it was interesting when um, I started out at the start of my career, I, I was an auditor and you know, audit is not a very glamorous uh, role. And I, I did my best to move out as quickly as possible. But actually, even doing these mundane jobs, there are lots of things that you can pick up because you get to know your teammates. You you try mm-hmm. and understand how you can be a good teammate. And mm-hmm. actually, those people skills are very important. And uh, they're critical, I yeah, think. Yeah. And and it's funny, like I, I I wasn't very good at auditing, but I was very good at getting on with the people in, in the team. But some of them wanted me to come back, even though I wasn't the great you know, in the in the next year simply mm-hmm. because I got on well with them. And I yeah. think that, that's a skill in itself. Um, if you can find ways of getting on with people, and not not, not in a transactional way, but genuinely yeah. uh, you know, having a chat with them, finding out about them, uh, just trying to um, mm-hmm. you know, have a good attitude. Because yeah. especially, and yeah, I'm sure you've done 
the roles which aren't that interesting but i think if you have a good attitude no not and- me I, all my roles have been interesting harsh <laughs> all of them but, but just have a good, good attitude and not take yeah get, get weighed down by yeah. if things are not going well or it's not that interesting if you're not weighed down by that and and you build friendships and relationships with people you know firstly the day goes by much more quickly and it, yeah. and it's just a lot of fun and and actually some of my most fun memories were doing not particularly interesting things but oh. really fun people absolutely and i i often will say that more than anything else what keeps people happy at work is the culture and the people of the organization first you know most people who leave a job they're not really leaving the job itself they're usually <clears throat> leaving a boss that they're not doing well with or the culture of the organization. So if it's the people part that usually is what keeps people in a job, even if they don't love the job or love the work, or, you know, the work itself might be something that's not all that challenging. Um, On the other hand, what also keeps people engaged are things like when they're learning and they're growing. And I think you made a good point to say, it's easy to start to think you're not learning anything, but if you spend all your time thinking about what you're not learning, you're not making space for learning something, right? And so we sometimes tell ourselves stories about what what things are not in place and we're missing what is in place, right? And it's easy to go there. As human beings, we often find ourselves sort of thinking negatively about things. At the same time, if people were to listen to more podcasts like ours <laughs> and listen to though other stories of other people and how they found their way through their careers, it often will spark new ideas in our own minds about things that are possible for us. And I think that's where you and I are both providing a service to people in terms of just thinking a little bit outside of ourselves and looking at other people's pathways, right? At the same time, we all know people and we 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 talk to lots and lots of people who have had situations that sort of go out of the bounds of what, you know, what's out of our control. I'm always having these conversations with clients about what's in your control, what's out of your control, and I'm always encouraging people to you know, be in charge of their careers. But there are times when a job, and that's different from a career, a job ends for one reason or another. And we're seeing a lot of uncertainty out there right now. You know, I'm curious, based on your experience, you know, professionally, and then the last couple of years doing a a career podcast, what are some key points that that you've uh, gleaned around how people can handle and move on after being laid off. Because I think it's a big topic in our in our sphere right now in terms of how people are managing those things. We hear a lot about, you know, the great resignation, but I think there's another layer and level to that picture. For many people, whether they're expecting it or it, uh, it's unexpected, yeah. there's a huge, uh, it's very painful. And it's a real blow to your ego. You know, even if you didn't like the job, uh, it's somebody saying, well, you're not uh, indispensable to the company. Uh, You're surplus to requirements. 
So I think it's really, firstly, it's about getting your head straight. And I think that it's a mental part, which is very important. Mm. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes people don't realize how much maybe they're being worn down by their job or how much energy it's taking. The first thing is take some time for yourself and some self-care, yeah. whether it's going on a holiday, if you can afford it, or just yeah. taking some time to to do nothing and also yeah. feel a bit sorry for yourself. Because I yeah. think it, it's, it's a grieving process that yes, whether, whether you like the job or not, it's right. not there. Um, and I think right. a lot of people don't, take the time to grieve about what they've left behind. So I think the first thing is really have uh, time for yourself, for self-care, process your emotions, and also do speak to people, because I do think talking about it can help Mm -hmm. you, uh, firstly, get it off your chest, Mm -hmm. but also uh, get ideas from people about what you should do next. Mm -hmm. Um, And and, and it's funny, just having this conversation on the podcast, I do think that your brain does start creating connections. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think talking to anybody is is a valuable thing because it yes. does, first it forces you to articulate, you know, what is wrong? What is the problem? Um, maybe what is it that I want to do going forward? And mm-hmm. thinking and staying in your head is actually mm-hmm. a very dangerous game. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. 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 And, and, I I completely agree with everything you're saying. And I think you can even have conversations with people. You know, I think some people, when they start those conversations, they start talking to other people in their industry or their field. And I would say, talk to people who are your biggest fans. Talk to people who know you personally and appreciate you because who you are as a person not just what you're capable of professionally is vitally important to your next steps because that's how you show up. And most employers are going to be looking at who you are, not just what bucket of skills you offer. People don't always realize that's how hiring decisions are usually made. Even if they themselves have been in roles where they've done a lot of hiring, you lose perspective very quickly. If if you've been blindsided or lost a job suddenly, and actually, even if you knew it was coming, once it happens, it still feels like a, a bit of a shock. It can be traumatic. Just starting to stay in relationship with people, don't stay in your own head. And that self-care piece, you know, whatever it is, give yourself a little bit of a break, give yourself a little space very important. Don't try to fill in every every little hole right away. You know, and I know for some people, they might say, I've got to get another job. I've got to get another job. I understand. So start looking around and start talking to people, but make sure that you you have a little spaciousness around that too. Some people think, oh, looking for a new job, it's a 24-7 job. You're not going to be all that effective if you handle it that way. So don't don't think you have to apply yourself to it that way at all. In fact, you're going to be better off if you do do other things at the same time. And, um, and, and, and yeah. tell you, one, one thing that just struck me was for a lot of people, they identify with their title, with their company, with their role. And you know, I'm not yeah. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be ambitious. I think we all are ambitious people, but clearly there there's your uh yourself your 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 moves like personal your human side and there's the role 
And I think you, you've got to be very careful not to get too attached to be defined by that because mm-hmm. if it goes and, and you, you know, in many situations that's completely out of your control right uh, that doesn't mean that suddenly if you're not working for a top tier bank or a big four accounting firm or a big tech company that doesn't mean that you're any less valuable um that's and, I, right. and, and one of my guests um brought this up it's really thinking about the skills that you have and remember mm-hmm. what what is it you you do and what what you can do because they're going to be with you whether uh, you're in that role or not. Um, mm-hmm. And I do think it's important when you're thinking about the work that you're doing, it's all about trying to learn new skills, because if you don't, then y- you, know, you can stay stuck. Um, right. And it's difficult to differentiate yourself from from the, the rest of your, your peers. Right. I completely agree and there's ways to go about doing those things and and expanding yourself without spending a lot of money there's all kinds of online resources and and other ways to get additional experiences that uh some people just don't think of all the time uh you can even you know if you know someone who has an interesting job you can say hey can i just shadow you for a day you know can i there's like, there's lots of different things you can do to just get some exposure to something different and, uh, and try really hard not to worry about what's going to happen and when it's going to happen. And I know that's very, very difficult. And, you know, and people might say, well, that's easy for you to say. And I would say, you know, I'm, I'm an independent proprietor, sole, sole practitioner. I'm always looking for my next job. I would say I'm in constant job search mode, but at the same time, I've, it's a choice I've made. And there's a difference, I think, when you feel like you haven't made a choice. So there, there is some real, you know, kind of reframing in your mind and resetting that you have to do, right? How do you like that? But those things are really important. And I think when you do have a chance to talk to other people or listen to other people's stories and the paths and the journeys they've been on, it does help you to feel like you're less alone. That that sense of aloneness when something first happens like that really can do a number on you. And, and I think the interesting thing about looking at other people, the arc of other people's careers is that if they have a similar skill set or they have similar abilities to you, then that inspires you to think, well, if they can do it, then why can't I do it? Um, right. And I'm not, I'm not saying, look, you can suddenly become a rocket scientist or an astronaut. Right, right. The, these skills are pretty transferable to some extent. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I and I think it's very much about having that open mindset to mm-hmm. new ideas, new thoughts, because mm-hmm. I think going forward, there are a lot of jobs being created and mm-hmm. actually you're going to be very similar in terms of knowledge and previous experience to other people. So mm-hmm. it's about really having an open mind and thinking, well, can I uh, acquire some of those skills or do some of those jobs? So I think right. it's really about being open-minded. Right. And to continuing to, as you're talking to people, to asking them, who else they might recommend you speak with as you go forward, because the the research shows that most people find their next role through somebody who is a third, fourth, or fifth degree connection. So it's oftentimes your next role you find through someone you don't know right now. So 
the best thing to do is to meet people you don't know and to get those other perspectives. And they're going to keep you in mind. And they're going to hear about, you know, what we call the hidden job market, all the jobs that are getting that haven't been posted yet, and jobs that are under development, and that you might even have an opportunity to help form and shape before it is even completely, you know, written up. Those things happen all the time. The the other thing that I I see where people sometimes shrink back or hesitate a little bit is when they see a job description and they think they're underqualified or overqualified and they hesitate to apply for certain roles. I I encourage people to to throw their hats in the ring anyway and to couple that with trying to find people inside the organization who they can speak with who can give them some insights on what what's going on in the organization, what the culture is like, potentially, you know, hoping that maybe the person they speak with does know the hiring manager, but that's not, yeah. you can't do it just based on that. But I've seen many, many times where somebody does apply for a position that for one reason or another, they're not the right candidate for, but when they when the employer sees that person's credentials they say you know we have something else coming up very soon that we'd like to consider you for and i've seen people get jobs just simply because they showed up even though it was in regard to a different job so yeah, I, mean, I i think that's yeah. such a great point Tammy, that yeah. you know it's that whole idea of trying to yeah, uh, firstly start with your network, uh, speak to them, and then hopefully they will have these sort of second, third, fourth order contacts. Um, mm-hmm. and, and as you're saying, it, it's very much, it's those people who are recommending you or have information or have intelligence about jobs that are coming up. And mm-hmm. then you know, making sure that uh, w- when you do go to the interviews, uh, use that, sorry, the these initial meetings, use that time wisely. So really have um, almost like an elevator pitch about yourself three to five minutes saying, look, this is my experience. This is what I can do. Mm-hmm. This is the value I could add. Because I mm-hmm. think that also helps you to think about you know, what, what is it that you can offer? Because people mm-hmm. don't have a lot of time to learn about you and everything that you can do. So right. really try and maybe refine that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and as you're saying, look, it could be that that job, um, or if you're going for a, uh, an interview, um, maybe you're, it, it's not quite right for you. But if you do a good job, then people um, can see that you're a, a decent person. They, mm-hmm. they like you they're far more inclined to recommending you for for something else. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the the whole relationship piece is just vital and it is vital beyond landing in a role. And that's the other piece that I think a lot of people where they, where they have fallen short is, and I don't say this to be critical as much as as an observation that they land in a role and then they don't keep in touch with the extended network that they work so hard to develop during their search. And then something else happens, you know, something else changes, or they're anticipating that something might change again. And we live in a world where those things happen far more regularly than we want them to. 
And then they think, oh, I haven't been in touch with this one or that one for a while, but yet they're, they'd be a great person to talk to, but I haven't been in touch. So stay in touch. Yep. It doesn't take a lot of effort to do that, but it's really important that you keep that network alive. And, you know, there's, there are lots of ways to go about doing that without, without knocking yourself out. You certainly don't have to do it the way you did it during your search. And, and even if you do lose touch with people a little bit, that's fine. They'll still be happy to hear from you again, just as you would be just as happy to hear from them because it's all a two-way street. These people that you might be reaching out to, to get more information about something, to learn about their path and their careers, because you can learn just as much that way. You know, these people may be knocking on your door to get you know, to get some advice, to get some help, to to get recommendations for additional information or connections. So it, it really does, it really is a two-way street. And the, the only thing I can say emphatically is don't think that your networking is done when you land somewhere because it's it's not. It it should be an ongoing process of connecting with people and staying in relationship to grow yourself professionally no matter where you're at. I can't say that enough. Yeah, no, I, I just love that point. And, and sort of just going back to you know the whole job search process, I, as we're saying, look, you can't be looking for a job 24-7. When you are starting your job search, I think be very uh, clear about saying, okay, maybe it's two hours or three hours. That's what I'm going to devote daily or whatever the mm-hmm. number is. Yeah. But then give time to do other things. Yes. I think like creating content, you could write an article you can Mm -hmm. uh, start a podcast you can do some videos you can reach out to people to appear on their shows it's very much about if you're um out there uh, and you're creating things then you're very much top of mind as Mm -hmm. good old janice mandel says it's Mm -hmm. really about building building and maintaining your brand and Mm -hmm. making sure that people know that uh you're you're still alive because mm-hmm. I think sometimes when you're out of the you know, you're, you're out of a job um, yeah. and you're not posting on LinkedIn, then people quickly forget about you. And I don't think yeah. that that's they're not bad or people for doing that. It's just no. it's simply we're we're so busy that if you don't make an effort to almost uh, market yourself, maintain mm-hmm. your brand, um, yeah, it's like these big companies. Um, yeah. You have to spend a certain amount of money. Uh, making sure that your profile and brand is maintained in the market. Otherwise, people quickly forget. Yeah. And it's not a permanent forgetting necessarily. You know, it's not like you're, but at the same time, there are, there are ways to stay visible and present, you know, without having to come up with, you know, like an original post every time. It might be that you're reposting something and adding some extra words to the post. Or for example, uh, a lot of people on LinkedIn will, you know, add comments to someone else's yeah. post, and then they might include some tags of other people that they think would be interested in that post. So they call attention to things and call attention to themselves by tagging those people and sharing something of interest. So people know that you were thinking of them. People, you know, appreciate that if if you're sharing something with them that would be of interest to them. I think sometimes that can get overused a little bit, but I'd rather be over tagged than under under tagged. And 
it's important that people know to do these things. I think a lot of people just don't know how to strategically engage on LinkedIn. And they feel like, you know, it's just another social media. It's just another place, you know, another rabbit hole to go down. But I think there's effective ways to use LinkedIn in that way to really stay visible, stay connected, and to make sure that you're staying on top of things. There's tons of great information too on LinkedIn that you can learn about companies and about ways to connect with people so that you can learn about potential employers. So it's not just about showing up and like looking good. It really is about engagement, just, you know, sharing information and getting information and, and being, being there for people as well, being of service to others. The other thing that people often forget about doing is when they're wrapping up a conversation that they've had with somebody is to wrap it up by saying, is there anything I can do to be of help to you? Even if you think, what could I possibly do for this person? You don't need to worry about that. Let them tell you what you can do for them. You don't have to come up with the idea. All you have to do is offer to help. They'll tell you if they need help. The fact is a lot of people forget to offer and you'll be more memorable if you did. And so there are lots of little things you can do that you can sort of weave into your practices that really make a difference in terms of how people experience you. Or, you know, as that there's that quote, you know, they may not remember what you said, but they will remember how you made them feel. And that's the way you become top of mind for people. No, I, I just love that point, Tammy. And, and and I think it's also very much about don't be afraid to reach out as long as you reach out in a pleasant way. Sure. Um, I, mean, I mean, clearly the first, your opening gambit shouldn't be, hi, I'm so-and-so, can you give me a job? Or <laughs> guest on your podcast. But but yeah. clearly, look, there are ways of doing it. Um, and, and sometimes you can see that you're connected with, with a person, so do reach out to them. And, and one quite funny story is that so with, with Christian Bush, I didn't know uh, him at all, but I knew that he was connected to somebody that I knew. Quite, it was actually Gabby Atolakita. Uh, um, and then I reached out to him and I said, oh, I'm friends with Gabby. And then I found out that he actually didn't know her that that well. Mm-hmm. So you know, if I didn't re- see that connection, I wouldn't have reached out to him. Right. Um, you know, I would have thought, well, you know, why, why would Christian respond to me? So I think sometimes don't uh, d- don't stop yourself from doing things because sometimes it, you, you, you're looking at a job and you're thinking there's no way that I'm going to get that and you almost talk yourself out of the yeah. even applying for it. Don't don't uh, allow yourself to stop stop yourself from pursuing opportunities and activities. Right. right. And I want to I want to um, pick up on the point that you made about don't hesitate to reach out to people and. You know, of course, you don't start with, hey, do you have a job for me? (laughs) In fact, what I often recommend people do, and not often, I think I do this all the time, is to say, be interested, not interesting. Now, that's not, that doesn't come from me. That was from Dale Carnegie. But the more you show an interest in somebody else, you're going to learn something about them and their journey. Just, Just as, you know, you and I share other people's stories on our podcasts, the more we learn about other people's journeys and their stories, it gives us ideas about things we can do, sometimes very directly and tactically. Sometimes it's just an idea that kind of sort of shows up along the way. 
by being interested, you learn a lot and it gives you a little time to kind of line up your own ducks in your mind in terms of what you might want to say about yourself, even if you feel prepared. But I also find that the more you show an interest in someone else, the more ready they will be to show an interest in you and really listen to what it is you have to offer about yourself. It, it changes the, the way you connect with people. So I recommend that very highly. And speaking of being interested, I'm really interested, Harsha, in what's next for you. You know, you've been at this now two years, two years and five months, as you said. So what where do you see where do you see things going forward now? What what can we look forward to? As I might have told you, Tammy, I'm trying to write a book. So um, hopefully over the summer, make some progress with that. Uh, because, you know, a lot of people do like to read. Um, you know, podcasting is great, but it's just another medium to get the ideas out. So mm. I'm trying to um, spend some time hopefully over the summer to to take that forward. Um, nice. I think that will be interesting fe- featuring now I've got, you know, 57, 59, however many episodes, <laughs> trying to feature other people's stories. And mm-hmm. and really, I think it's it's very much about saying, look, uh, here are some ideas. It, some might work for you, some might not, but it's very much pick uh, the things that interest you, see mm-hmm. if that you can uh, apply them to your life and to your mm-hmm. roles. Um, mm-hmm. And and you try to build on the community that I'm sort of creating, uh, you know, with the podcast and the YouTube mm-hmm. channel. And I think mm-hmm. it's very much about people trying to help each other, um, empowering themselves. Because I think, I think for hopefully this is both our podcasts, this is not about, um, there is one way to achieve your goals. There right. are many, there are many different ways of, of achieving them. Um, mm-hmm. and it's almost up to you to figure out, okay, this is the information out there. These are the the strategies that other people have used. Try and test it out. See if it applies to you. It might work for you. It might not. But but it's very much, I think, about trying to empower yourself, trying to empower the listeners. I, I, I don't like that situation where sometimes you feel too dependent on a particular source or mm. a guru. Um, and I think it's very much about you taking charge, you taking control of your own life, of your own career, getting that agency back. Because mm-hmm. I think in a, in a sort of a big picture thing, sometimes people feel, yeah, we can't do these things, but why can't you? Um, right. and, and, and clearly, look, there are you know economic reasons or family reasons. Right. And I'm, right. I'm not saying right. you can get around those. Right. But in a lot of situations, it's you who's stopping yourself from right. progressing. Um, right. And 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 sometimes the way I like to look at the, the almost almost the app when I was trying to create that is having a career coach in your pocket or a wingman mm-hmm. in your pocket or right, a woman, right? And they're saying, "Look, um, Tammy or Harsh or whoever it is, yeah, if you're going for an interview. Like, don't be nervous. Um, this is actually a, a positive thing that somebody's invited you for the interview, or right. if, or if you've got a big presentation, reframe it and say, look." This is a positive thing, not a negative mm-hmm. thing. And right. I think it's always trying to change your perspective, change the mm-hmm. way you look at things. Well, I was just thinking, I think it's a Wayne Dyer quote. You know, if you if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I really do think it's about <laughs> changing your, if you can change your perspective, mm-hmm. change the way your worldview. Yeah. 
things, opportunities do seem to open up in a weird sort of way. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, even if you, you know, worldview is, is big, you know, even if it's one situation, I, I think about sometimes I get stuck, you know, in, in a perspective about even just how one person did or didn't do something in relationship to me. And I'll get all kind of tied up in a knot sometimes. It doesn't happen very often, but once in a while, something just strikes me in a certain way. I'm human. I have to stop myself and say, wait a minute, this person has no idea that I'm having all these thoughts. And I start to sort of untie it and to untie the knot, basically. And I realize, yeah, I... I really have no idea what's going on with them. And I'm I'm turning, you know, a, a speck of dust into a huge pile of dirt. <laughs> yeah. And, and who needs it? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I totally agree with you that sometimes you, know, you you might feel that, you know, somebody snubbed you or not being that nice, but actually they probably have not thought about it. They have no clue. Have, exactly. And, and, and actually one interesting thing is that, say, if you are looking to you know, connect with people, um, and you send an email or a LinkedIn message and they don't respond, uh, maybe take two weeks and then just do a follow-up email. I mean, right. you shouldn't be like emailing them constantly, but no. maybe two or even three. Um, and look, at if, if at that time they haven't responded, then clearly they're not going to respond. But you know, right. even for myself, I find that, you know, I'm so busy doing things. Um, mm-hmm. It's not uh, my being rude or not being interested it's just you, things tend to slip. Right. So do be persistent and maybe yes. follow up in a pleasant sort of way mm-hmm. and, and try and see if they are open to to meeting up. But even yeah. if they're not, it, I really think it's about, it's it's very much a numbers game that you have to um, try and contact a number of people. Mm-hmm. And hopefully if you get 20%, you know, even 15% of those people responding uh, in a pleasant way, then that's a result. And mm-hmm. don't get sort of put off if that doesn't happen. And I think it's very much mm-hmm. about having a resilient mindset uh, and not yeah. worrying about, you know, failure. Because I do think for a lot of people that, uh, you know, say if you don't get the interviews or even if you get the interviews and you get rejected, th- look, who cares? Just move on. Maybe yeah. the next opportunity is going to be the one that, works out and has your dream dream job and if you'd got this opportunity um you wouldn't have had a chance to get it that's right it's very much i think about staying positive um almost um bending reality and saying look okay i'm being rejected but that's not a personal reflection on me no that's just bad luck i like what you just said about bending reality because part of the reality is it feels horrible when you get rejected even if it's not personal. It feels bad. And so I think to remind people to bend reality is really important. What I often will say to myself, if someone's interviewed me for potential, you know, co- coaching and they they end up not hiring me, I say, which, you know, it does happen sometimes, Harsha. <laughs> no. um, I, I say to myself, well, I guess that just leaves the space open for someone yeah. else to come in. And if I was to take every one of those personally, I wouldn't be able to get out of bed. Yeah. You know, I mean, after doing this for 25 years, I it'd be terrible. It's so liberating 
when you let yourself care a lot about what you do and what you contribute, but you can't care about what everyone else does in response to you every time. Because if you do, you will definitely shrink away and not, you know, and just want to go under the covers and not come out. And that that's just no way to live. And everybody has experienced rejection. Everybody has gone through these things and they've lived to tell about it. This is all part of the process, actually. And so if it doesn't work out, that just means there's something else better out there for you. And it, it can be frustrating. That's human. But you got to just keep moving forward, right? And, and it's funny, Tammy. Sony was um, one of my podcast guests was mentioning. Imagine if you, um, you know, the, say the first time your your first girlfriend or boyfriend. Imagine, yeah, and your things didn't work out. You're heartbroken. But imagine if you were with that person today. I mean, that really wouldn't be a good situation. Right. Right. Yeah. So you, really, you, you really have to put things in, into perspective, and I think yeah, it's a, it's a shame sometimes people really do need to just step back. And look at the reality, going down the sort of personal relationship theme that sometimes it's just not working out, but you can't see that. Right. And right. it's much better that the other person dumps you. Yeah, I've seen, with I've seen the yeah. dating metaphor a lot. I've, I've heard people use the dating metaphor quite a bit in regard to job search and, and all that. And uh, it, it usually does fit in some ways. Um, but I, I also appreciate you know, what you're saying about really taking charge of your career and having agency. And I'm really, really excited about the book you're working on. And when I hear you say, I'm trying, I'm going to try to write a book this summer. As a coach, I'm just, I just want to say to you, don't try to write a book this (laughs) summer, just write a book this summer. And you know, you know, I'm in your corner, you know, I'm going to do everything I can do to encourage you and support your process. It can be a lot of fun to write a book, believe it or not. I don't know if other people out there who are listening can also let Harsha know that, you know, those of you who are listening, who've written a book, tell him how rewarding it can be. You know, it's not to say that it's not hard work, but who says hard work isn't worth it or isn't rewarding. And I know that there are a lot of things that you have to say and want to share with people, and they're needing that from you. So don't try, just do it. Thanks, Tommy. Yeah, I will. I will do it. (laughs) (laughs) Good. And we're going to hear more about it too, right? Yes, yes, of course. Yes. And then we're going to do a show all about your book launch. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) So is there anything else that we need? to talk about or do here to kind of put a little, uh, let's say, cap on your two plus year anniversary of reframe and reset. I'm, I feel like we're, we have so much to look forward to. It's hard. It's not like closing a door or anything. We're just sort of saying this is a, a noteworthy point, but there's still more to the journey, right? Yeah, and I, and I think it's very much about you know, trying to get those uh, stories out to people, try to inspire them, try to get them to take ownership of their own yeah. uh, careers, um, and and also try and uh, maybe apply some of those things into the rest of their lives um, and just make it a, a better life uh, for yeah. themselves. I'm I'm really excited with 
uh, the the past um, you know, two and a half years. Hopefully, people can see that. I think with both of our shows, we're trying to pass on information, but yeah. do it in a light-hearted way. We're not trying to yeah. preach to people. We're not sermonizing. We're not saying ours is the only way. There are plenty of you know really good career you know, podcasts and resources out there. Please do uh, go check them out because I think it's it's about finding people that you're comfortable with, understanding uh, what what you're getting. Do take the time to to look. So yeah. take the effort to um, invest in yourself and invest in your career. There are many small things that you can be doing, and I think it, it's it's that whole change thing that look you can't go from um, being an associate in a law firm one day to being a partner in a year. That's just impossible. But what you can do is that if you take small steps over a long period of time, then really powerful things can happen. And it's that compounding effect. Um, Say with the the podcast or if you're creating anything, you start off with one article, then you have Mm -hmm. two, it's five, it's 10. And then what you're finding is that your back catalog of material people are finding it and you yeah. and you also never know when they will find it right um, right so i think just keep putting out uh content uh keep showing up at work keep doing a good job even if it's not the greatest situation y- you can still get a, l- a lot out of that um yeah. and you can still learn and i think sometimes people do get um quickly frustrated yeah, uh, if the, if things aren't working out in a particular job, and right. I'm not saying it's easy if you've got a boss who's not being particularly pleasant. Yeah, you know, we've all right. been, but right. I think you need to almost be selfish in a way and think, okay, the situation is what it is. What right. can I get? You know, you do your job, but what can right. I get out of it as well? Right, because right. there are always things that you can do. I mean, being in a a, a sort of a, a blue chip organization. That still, um, and you know, things are going well. That still gives you a lot of clout and cachet just to mm-hmm. be associated with that and have that on your CV. Yeah, absolutely. Stay tuned, people. Reframe and reset your career. Tune in there first before the other podcasts. So. <laughs> and work from the inside out. <laughs> and then work from the inside out. <laughs> Happy anniversary, Harsha. Thank, thanks so much, Tammy, and, and thanks for you know taking the time to obviously host today's episode, and for being a good friend, for being in my corner. Um, you know, really appreciate it. Um, and and it's funny, my my um, you know, friends of mine and my parents, they they love your shows because <laughs> you're so nice to me. So. <laughs> They're not very discerning. Well, you but... you know, they they pay me to be nice to you. <laughs> Anyway, th- yeah. thanks, thanks once again, Tammy, for taking the time to, to be with us today. It's a pleasure and a joy. Thank you for inviting me. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening and staying to the end. That was such a fun interview. If you'd like to listen to more episodes, please subscribe to the podcast, which is available on your favorite providers. And subscription is free. If you wish to learn more about any of the resources mentioned in this episode, please take a look at the show notes, which are available online. Thanks once again for listening. Wishing you success with your career. I hope you will join me again in the future.